Welcome to Senior News Daily, a podcast for active seniors, those of us who have seen it all and who are seeing it all over again. I'm Howard Englander, reporting from the editorial offices of our sister digital newspaper, theseniornewsdaily.com, where each day we search the internet for news of interest to our generation of men and women of retirement age, covering health and financial news, politics, reporting the events of particular interest to our generation, interpreting the stories from the national press for their relevance to those of us of retirement age. The stories making headlines in the national and international news are not specifically stories about seniors. We report them because typically they're making the front pages because of things we did or didn't do during our time as the nation's leaders. And the prejudice of ageism aside, we're still leading the way with President Biden at 78, Nancy Pelosi at 81, and Mitch McConnell age 79. Indeed, we still have lots to to say and do. Before we begin, I want to make a point about this newscast. When it comes to politics, the Senior News Daily leans neither to the right or the left. We have no agenda other than advocating for seniors. The lead story today has been long awaited, the signing of the Bipartisan Infrastructure and Jobs Bill that President Joe Biden has had on his desk for several months, waiting for passage by the House. The sweeping infrastructure plan, which funds some $550 billion in new spending on roads, bridges, ports, water systems, mass transit, and electric vehicle charging stations, encapsulates Biden's focus on creating and enhancing jobs that do not require a college education. That same emphasis is evident in the broader Build Back Better plan, still awaiting congressional approval, which would channel huge sums into the so-called caregiving economy, child care, early childhood education, and elder care, which are now predominantly low-wage industries staffed heavily by women of color. Economists have estimated that at least four-fifths of the jobs created by the infrastructure bill and the social services legislation would not require college degrees, a dynamic that Biden unfailingly highlights. This is the ultimate blue-collar blueprint to rebuild America, the president said, as he signed the infrastructure bill in a White House ceremony on Monday afternoon. Today's news update features two stories that simply will not go away. COVID and the increasing awareness that inflation may be here for a while. Let's start with the good news about the receding pandemic. Results of vaccine effectiveness is positive, as tens of millions who are eligible in the United States consider signing up for a COVID-19 booster shot. A growing number of early global research shows that the vaccines authorized in the United States remain highly protective against the disease's worst outcomes over time, with some exceptions among older people and those with weakened immune systems. Point to be made, the vaccine's effectiveness against severe disease and hospitalization has mostly held steady, even through the summer surge of the highly transmissible Delta variant. One caution, however, the vaccine's protection against infection, with or without symptoms, has fallen. But this is a different diagnosis than COVID-19. So, okay, you've had your booster shot. Now what? No one knows exactly what the rules are for post-booster behavior. Example, your wife and you both have had your booster shot. Is it safe to go to Mexico for the vacation you put off for two years? Not sure. What does the Center for Disease Control say? Who knows? The policy isn't clear. Some seniors are wearing masks indoors. 
others foregoing them altogether. Uber and Lyft insist you have them on or no ride, as does public transportation in most cities. On the other hand, visit Texas, and it's as if coronavirus never existed. In recent weeks, Americans have followed a pattern of behavior that frankly is not ideal. Those seeking boosters have far outstripped those getting their first shots. Evidence of the persistence, obsession over who needs more protection rather than who has not yet gotten any at all. But the fact is, boosters taken by individuals cannot compensate for a lack of vaccines for the community. A behavioral scientist at Cornell University said it best. Our fates are inexplicably linked. It's not just about how many doses I have in my body. It's about how many doses the people around me have in their bodies. The CDC likes to say that our health is up to each of us. But protection works best when we achieve it together. Moving on. Can at-home COVID-19 tests make holiday gatherings safer? Yes. Combined with vaccination, home test kits for COVID-19 can add a layer of safety and reassurance by providing on-the-spot results during this second year of the pandemic and the holidays soon to come. The recommendation is to use the rapid tests to double-check everybody before gathering together. Testing kits are available at drugstores without a prescription, and a box with two tests typically costs about $25. The other story, continuing to make headlines, focuses on Wall Street. The financial maven simply can't decide what 2022 will bring. Every year, Wall Street's top banks publish lengthy reports, laying out what the next year could hold for investors, making predictions for economic growth and the trajectories of stocks and bonds. Some years, the prognostication is more successful than others. Last year, of course, the pandemic made the exercise particularly difficult. Early estimates for 2020 had to be quickly tossed out as countries around the world entered lockdowns and shuttered their economies. Forecasts for 2021 largely miss the sharp rise in inflation that now dominates uh, discussions. So what's on tap for 2022? Wall Street admits that on many fronts, it's not quite sure. Reports from Morgan Stanley and Goldman Sachs note that a significant degree of economic uncertainty remains, particularly when it comes to inflation and how policymakers could respond. In research published over the weekend, Morgan Stanley said it thinks the U.S. inflation will move decisively lower next year while remaining above the Federal Reserve's 2% target. It's particularly important for those of us on, on fixed income. The bank's team of strategists predicts as its central scenario that the Federal Reserve will still hold off on hiking interest rates until 2023, but they can't be sure. In such a scenario, we would have notably weaker growth, but higher inflation. Indeed, in that scenario, we see the Fed raising interest rates in the middle of next year. So as you can see, conflicting opinions. Inflation, however, is starting to look like that unexpected and unwanted house guest who just won't leave. For months, many economists had sounded a reassuring message that a spike in consumer prices, something that had been missing in action in the U.S. for a generation, wouldn't stay long. It would prove transitory. In the soothing words of Federal Reserve Chair Jerome Powell and White House officials, as the economy shifted from virus-infected chaos to something closer to normalcy. 
Yet, as any American who has bought a carton of milk, a gallon of gas, or a used car could tell you, inflation has settled in, and the sticker shock is hitting where families tend to feel it most. At the breakfast table, for instance, bacon prices are up 20% over the past year. Egg prices nearly 12%. Gasoline has surged 50%. Buying a washing machine or a dryer will set you back 15% more than it would have a year ago. Used cars, if you can find one, 26% more. The government said its consumer price index soared 6.2% from a year ago, the biggest 12-month jump since 1990. And economists are now voicing a more discouraging message. Higher prices will likely last well into next year, if not beyond. What uh, caused the price spikes? Slammed by COVID-19, the U.S. economy collapsed in the spring of 2020 as lockdowns took effect. Businesses closed or cut hours, and consumers stayed home as a health precaution. Employers slashed 22 million jobs. Economic output plunged at a record-shattering 31% annual rate in last year's April to June quarter. Everyone braced for more misery. Companies cut investment. Restocking was put off, and a brutal recession ensued. And the supply chain simply wasn't ready. Workers, supported by the government relief checks, stayed out of work, and when assistance checks expired, demanded an hourly raise before coming back into the job market. So when will the economy go back to normal? Economists look to mid-2022. Until then, keep putting coins in a piggy bank. Well, let's end on a happy note. The Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade will be back in a big way in New York City. After an audience-free event in 2020 due to the COVID-19 pandemic, the parade will welcome back the crowds and all the spectacle that television audiences around the world have come to expect for nearly a century. The 95th marching of the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade steps off at 9 a.m. Thursday, November 25th, featuring character balloons, dozens of floats, giant inflatables, hundreds of clowns, ten marching bands, plus performance groups, and, of course, Santa Claus himself. The parade will air from 9 a.m. to noon on NBC and Telemundo. Getting back to normal. That's the direction the nation hopes to travel. And until next time, we'll be getting back to the Senior News Daily Editorial Room, where each day we scan the Internet for news of particular interest to seniors. You can get the news delivered free to your email address by simply signing up for the free service at www seniornewsdaily.com. Until next time.